You are now tuned in to the December 26th podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. What's up, 26er family? Welcome to another episode of the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha, and this episode features Kenya Heiliger. Kenya is a Jill of all trades. She's a model, actress, brand ambassador, and entrepreneur in her own right. Now, after meeting Kenya and seeing how much energy and personality she has, it's hard to believe that she once worked in IT at a well-known law firm. You can't get much more conservative than that. But she has since forged a new path for herself. And despite all of the challenges that come with her chosen career journey, she maintains a level of confidence and positivity that is infectious. And she proves that you can follow your passions and still make a living. It just requires persistence and a whole lot of ingenuity. So please take a listen and enjoy. Kenya, welcome to the December 26th podcast. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. I know it took us a while to get this date on the calendar. So I'm Better excited. Yes. And you are a great, for people who don't know, yes. you know, we do many of these interviews in one day. So okay. generally the last interview of the day mm-hmm. is the hardest because you got to say, I can already tell how you came <laughs> in, but I, I knew before you even got here, I, I told everyone, I told the crew, I was like, Kenya's high energy. Okay. So we're going to be good. So okay. you're, you're a great way to, to tap the to, to, to uh, top the day off. So it's okay. going to be good. All right. Yes. Let's get into it. Who is Kenya Heiliger? Kenya Heiliger is a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily like to put labels on myself mm-hmm. because I'm Caribbean and I do so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually say every day is a different adventure because one day I might be on a set acting. Another day I might be modeling. Uh, the next day I might be um, a brand ambassador for several brands. Um, so I just say creative to cover mm-hmm. all aspects. And of course, working on um, an entrepreneur, working on Buttered by Kenya. Absolutely. And we're going to dig into all of that. Okay. Um, but take me back because, you know, you hear these stories of people who come to New York and they're starving artists mm-hmm. and they're trying to make it work and they're auditioning and doing all these things mm-hmm. and waiting tables or whatever. But you had a pretty conservative corporate gig at one point, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I attended Howard University. Mm-hmm. I studied information technology. Um, so with my IT background, I was able to have a job at a law firm mm-hmm. for about five years. So as I was running to auditions, I still had like a part-time job, which wasn't necessarily part-time at a law firm. That was able to sustain me financially for a while, but then it had gotten to a point where I was at the law firm all of the time and I wasn't auditioning. Mm-hmm. And then um Something at work happened. And let me just mention, I was the only Black female in my entire no, really department. <laughs> yes. So it had gotten to a point where I was being blamed for things that were happening while I wasn't even there. So, you know, they called me into the office and they were being all serious. And I'm my high energy self. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, well, well, what? What's up? Why am I here? What's, what's going on? And uh, my manager at the time tried to get me to sign a blank piece of paper. That is like signing a blank check. Right. So at that point, I just said, you know what? Thank you for this lovely conversation. But I'm resigning effective immediately. I checked Mm -hmm. up the deuces and I just left. I had no intention of quitting that day. But God or whatever just told me, like, it's time to get out of here because we don't want them dragging you out here in a handcuff. (laughs) Flipping a couple of desks. Exactly. Exactly. But um, and then after that, I 
put, I, I uh, took a two week vacation. I took myself on a Mediterranean cruise for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. To figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. And then I'm like, you're creative, like, and you're in New York City, figure it out. And then I just, um, I think one of my other creative friends was doing a promo because I didn't know anything about the promo world. And he's like, hey, I'm working this um, this event for Crunch. You free. So I'm like, I'm unemployed. So, yes, I've got, I've got time. <laughs> yeah. So then that's how I got into the brand ambassador spokesmodel uh, world. Because, you know, I'm high energy. Mm -hmm. I try to be very professional and have fun at the same time. And, you know, from there, it kind of snowballed. I ended up being on tour with uh, Kia Car Company and um, Alicia Keys when wow. she was the brand ambassador for um, Blackberry. And mm -hmm. then from there, it just kind of like spiraled. So there's a couple of things mm -hmm. that, I, that I want to touch on here, sure. um, because those of us who are not familiar with the the law firm world, I'm very familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah. The minute when you, you told me originally that like you worked part time at a law firm uh -huh. and and for, for those of you at home listening, there are law firms and there are white shoe law firms. We won't name the law firm here, mm -hmm. but those white shoe firms are the firms that are on the Amlaw 100. They are machines. They mm -hmm. represent very large, large corporations. Mm -hmm. You work to, for them. It is the golden handcuffs. Yes. Hands down. All right. Absolutely. So I just want to make that clear that you were not at a like four attorney, you know, no. Ambulance chaser. We're talking about like top three yes, in the world. Exactly. <laughs> that global firm, right? Associates are billing crazy hours, yes. what have you. I was so, working 50 hours as a, a part timer. Week as a part timer. Yes. So yes. that that just like to give you an idea, yeah. right? But these firms also pay very well. There are a lot of perks. Um, because they don't want you to leave ever. So Right. But at the time when I left, the perks weren't as great gotcha. as when okay. I started. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not necessarily happy. Yes, my bank account is lovely, but I'm not happy. I'm just existing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not making as much as I did back then, but I love what I do every day. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think it's a blessing to wake up every day and do what you love. Because there's very few people who A, get to do that, yep. and B, who get to do it and at, as, at least sustain themselves. Yes. They may not be like completely making it rain every day, yes. but they're able to pay their bills and live a good life. Yes. I mean, th there are moments. <laughs> there <laughs> right. are moments when it gets a little, you know, a little tight mm -hmm. and uncomfortable, but um, God provides. Right. And when I feel like when you have good energy and you're a light for other people, people will look out for you. Mm -hmm. and, and this is so crazy because literally last month I was like, you know what? I don't want to act anymore. Like I'm really I'm sick. of Yeah. Like literally I had I was walking off of the lot and I was like, I'm not I'm not going to do this anymore. The next day I get a call and they're like, hey. Um, a director just saw your photo. Would you like to be a uh, stand-in for Jody Turner Smith? For those of you that don't know, Jody, Jody Turner Smith, she is the leading actress in the upcoming film Queen and Slim. Wow. She's amazing. So then that kind of like restored my faith. Like, because mm -hmm. initially I'm like, I'm a dark-skinned girl with natural hair. I don't want to play a slave. Right. I don't want to be someone's poor. Um, or I sassy best friend. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want to do any of that. Working with her was amazing. She didn't play any of those mm -hmm. roles in the film that she was working on. And then I got this audition for another prominent Black woman. And I'm like, okay, God, I see what's happening yeah. here. So, you know. I want to definitely want to unpack that more sure. and your work as an actress, particularly yeah. with all the colorism and the things that yes. we hear. Yes. Um, it's but 
I'm, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but also what I find very interesting about your story is not only do you walk away from coveted white shoe law firm job, mm-hmm. but most people, when they walk away from a job, and they don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. It's about um, conserving resources. Mm-hmm. You went on a cruise. Absolutely. <laughs> a two week cruise. Right. And it wasn't and, a three days. And, and I took my aunt with me and I paid for everything. <laughs> so you took someone else. Yeah. And so what was your thinking there? Like, were you just like, I, I have enough to sustain me? It's going to be fine. It was just blind faith. What was it? No, it was. Can I curse? <laughs> you you can't. It was F this. OK, good enough. I'm out. I need a break. I need I just need a release for a minute mm-hmm. to not be an adult and just just do nothing but just relax. Got it. And that's what I did for that two weeks because it was instant. It was it, it was kind of like, um. You know, when something bad happens to you, then it's like retail therapy. Mm-hmm. That was travel therapy. Which is me. my favorite kind of therapy. So. Absolutely. <laughs> so I came back and I was just like, OK, well, I have money in the bank, enough to pay my bills for about six months. OK. Um, what am I going to do? And then I told a couple of my friends, like, yeah, I, I quit. And they're like, what? Are you crazy? And I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. It was just time for me to leave before you're talking to me. Um, and I'm on the other side of a jail <laughs> On the phone. Like, can yeah. you put money on my books? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I just I just felt like it was bigger than me and it was time to leave. Mm-hmm. And then um, I want to say maybe a year later, I was a brand ambassador for uh, BlackBerry and I was working with the developers and I was asking all of these technical questions. And he's like, what do you know about IT? You're just a model. So I'm like, wow, sir, I'm not just anything. Mm -hmm. I've worked in information technology for over 20 years. And then he's like, Oh, so after working this particular event, um, I made his day seamless Mm because I was just like, don't forget this, take this or whatever. So he's he actually called my agency at the time and was like, we need her on tour. We want her to be the manager like she's beautiful. She's a model. She knows I.T. She knows her industry. I want her. Mm -hmm. So when I got that call, I'm like, don't play with me. She's like, no, the the client like specifically requested you to go on tour, but I need you to sign an NDA before I tell you who and what it is. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Right. And then she's like, oh yeah. So when I signed it and I sent it back to her, she goes, oh, thank God. Um, you're going on tour with Alicia Keys for four months. And you're like, hold the phone. I started Mm -hmm. sobbing. Mm -hmm. Like, is this my, like, okay, God, I see what you're doing. And I went on tour. And then since I was the tour manager on that, then other agencies were like, oh, okay, well, you can do that. Then more work started coming as well. So help people understand who are not Mm -hmm. familiar with this industry, what it means to be a brand ambassador and to be on tour. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. So a brand ambassador is usually someone that's like, oh, this is buttered by Mm -hmm. Kenya. You should try it because the base is shea butter. It's handmade. I made it myself or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you're doing that for other companies. And to be on tour, it's it's fun. Mm -hmm. It's fun, but it's a lot of work. So my job was to hire the other brand ambassadors, fit them for their uniforms, which if you were bigger than a size six. Not looking too good. It's not looking too good (laughs) for you. Um, And you're talking, you're promoting a particular product or brand. It could be an automobile. It could be skincare. It could be just about anything that you can think about and someone's paying you to travel and mm-hmm. talk about their product. And to the extent <clears throat> that you can share, yes. what does that pay look like? Um, 
if you're a manager, mm-hmm. ooh, I don't want to say because it depends. don't say don't say the exact numbers, but it, like it's compared it's to your, compared to your previous life in IT. Oh my gosh, um, it's about equivalent. I okay, would say. but to do something that is way more exciting, yes, and that you are incredibly passionate about, yes, yes, it's it's. It's a blessing. I don't get tours as often. So mm-hmm. if you're out there looking for a spokesmodel, holla at your girl. Kenya is ready. Okay. <laughs> you're ready. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all about trying to find that next job. Yes. But um, it's it's a lot of fun. Just like, you know, modeling or acting. Mm-hmm. It's just you're promoting this particular thing. Right. And you're telling consumers why they want this. On the flip side, a lot of times I am the token black girl. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. And there's products that are not necessarily made for us. Mm-hmm. And then I'm always asking questions and it's like, shut up, push my product. Hence why I created Buttered by Kenya, mm-hmm. because I know what's going in it. It's all natural. There's no chemicals. If someone needs me to adjust something, I can do that. With these big corporations, they don't care. There's don't. a lot of, they say that it's natural, but it really isn't. And you know what drives me crazy is they're they're trying <laughs> to seem as if they're on this movement of like natural products and everything has shea butter in mm. it and the set and the third. And what cracks me up is everything they like market to us has like gold on the label mm-hmm. or, you know, our colors, mm-hmm. but it's not us. Mm-hmm. We didn't make it. We're not sharing in the the spoils mm-hmm. in terms of the profits, mm-hmm. et cetera, like kind of co-opting our style mm-hmm. and, you know, what what we, our eyes are drawn to. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at the label, when you turn it over, it's like, oh, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> There's another brand that mm-hmm. I can't say. I was their hair model for them and I'm reading the ingredients and I'm like, like what's really going on? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my job was to kind of sit there and smile. Mm-hmm. But usually when I'm out promoting something, I don't lie right. to people. I'll usually just say, read, read the um, ingredients. Mm-hmm. Everything that you need to know is there. You just have to look. You just can't take it as face value as someone saying, oh, this is natural. Yeah. No, that just means a certain percentage of that product needs to be natural or organic. Right. For example... There was a beverage that one of my friends they're promoting and it says, oh, it's it's good for you. And I read the ingredients and I'm like, but okay, I'm going to put this back. So I would just say all of you out there, read your ingredients, read what you're putting into and on your body. Right. And I definitely want to break down Buttered by Kenya and 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 how you got there. But before we go there. I do want to learn more about how you really got into the space of acting and voiceover, because I think a lot of people aspire, especially here in New Mm -hmm. York, Mm -hmm. to break into that field. But they don't know how. They don't know how to get an agent. They don't know where to start. So how did you get get your break into the area? Um, Into entertainment, period. Modeling and acting. Yeah, let's go all the way. Modeling and acting. Um, Modeling. um, I did... Oh my gosh, I've been modeling for a long time. It's usually someone saying, hey, I'm doing this thing. Mm -hmm. Are you available? And I do it. But um, I've done a bunch of fashion shows at Howard. And I remember I came home for a summer and one of the designers recognized me from the fashion show. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, you know, I'm in Brooklyn for a little bit. And he's like, would you like to be the face of, you know, my brand? So I was like, sure. So I did like all of their fashion shows. And then... um, I did something for Showtime back in the day, like over 10 years ago, where every Black History Month, they would show like my eyes, Mm. my dimples and my smile. 
And then while I was there, someone was asking me, oh, so who represents you? I'm like, I'm representing myself. I don't have an agent. So she goes, really? You don't know? I don't have an agent. So she's like, call this guy, tell him I sent you. Mm-hmm. So I called and I'm like, hey, such and such referred me to you. I heard that you're an agent. He set up, he told me to come on a specific day. I went and um, I showed him a couple of photos. He asked me my measurements. He measured me. And then he goes, um, I need you to take better photos. Here's a here's a photographer. So I'm like, OK. And I went, I shot with the photographer, gave him different looks, came back to him. He's looking through my book. Doesn't say anything. Stone face. I'm like dying. Right. Like, do you like me or not? Like you didn't say anything the last time. And then he goes, OK, I'll I'll work with you. <laughs> Okay. Are you are you serious? So then um after that, like when we spoke, he was like, I already knew the first day that I met you that I was gonna work with you. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want you to get too excited. Um and his name was Darren Jiggets. Mm-hmm. He has passed. So R.I.P. Darren, thank you for teaching me everything. Um and then from there, when I was assigned to him, I was literally in his office every day, just like a sponge, asking him about everything. Like, how do you, you know, find out about castings? How do you, you know, what's going on? So he would tell me, oh, if I know of something going on, I'll send your package. Or if I think you have the right look for it, I'll send your package to that person. And they'll let me know if they like you or not. If they like you, then you'll go in for the audition and hopefully Mm -hmm. you'll book. So after he shut down his agency, I was able to do the same thing, but I did it for myself. So I would call up said company and say, oh, I have a motto, Kenya Heiliger. So you're calling for yourself. Calling for for myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. how, where should she send her package? And they'd give me the information and I'd send it and I'd walk in like, hi, I'm Kenya. (laughs) They don't know who called them. So I was able to do that for a while for um, modeling and acting. How did I get into that? Like... It's for me, it's always someone's like, hey, I like your look or hey, I like your energy. Mm -hmm. I'm working on this or my friend is doing such and such. And then I get like pulled in to things. So but everybody's experience is a little different. Right. But I think it speaks to self-confidence and putting the right positive energy out into the world, because I talk to so many people in New York City who are like, I want to do X, Y and Z. I can't find an agent. Nobody will meet with me. So to hear that you you know, we're booking things before yeah. you even, it was from booking something that, that you got mm-hmm. someone to stand up and say, I'll represent you mm-hmm. is, is pretty amazing. And not only that, but allowing you to come in and learn, because one of the things that I have learned in mm-hmm. this business that people may not know is that you can have an agent and never get calls yeah. because that agent has a huge roster. He's not there. She is not thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Or you may be at an agency that's so large that you're getting pound, like punted around. You don't even know which one represents you. Oh, I've had that happen to me mm-hmm. before where I got dropped and I didn't know why. But if you believe in your talent, no one is going to market you and represent you like you can. So... I network my behind off. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a fine line with like models and actors because you don't want to come across as arrogant. Right. Because then it's kind of off-putting, like, I need to be on a set with this person for 14 hours and they're just talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. So usually for me, I'll introduce myself. And then when someone asks, what do you do? I'm like, well, it depends on on the day. What do you need done? <laughs> because I don't want to rule myself out right. by saying, oh, I'm just, I'm not just anything. Like, I've styled for 
singers. So I, mm. I label myself as a creative because there's so many things that I can do. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to limit myself or put myself in a box because then they'll be like, oh, she's just an actress. She can't style. No. Yes, she can. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you overcome <clears throat> feelings of, or maybe you don't have them, but have you ever had that moment where you felt like, am I being perceived as a Jill of all trades, but a master of none? Because I think sometimes people suppress talents that they have because they 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 want to be respected in this one space as an actress or as this like I don't want to seem like I'm just hustling doing all these things because I have to but I'm, you know I might be diluting my brand have you ever had that moment where you thought you needed to hide one piece or another no I'm Caribbean <laughs> <laughs> listen I'm half Jamaican I understand yes and we have several jobs mm -hmm. and we can do several things so for me I feel like it has actually worked in my favor because I think I've worked on a project where they're like, can you do makeup? I can do my makeup. Mm -hmm. So that's saving someone's budget. They're like, oh, she can style, she can do hair and she can do makeup. So for me, I use that as my superpower. Okay. But I also remind people I'm a member of SAG. Mm -hmm. Yes, she can act. You know, yes, she can do, you know, voice, like I say, what do you need done? Mm -hmm. And we will figure it out. If I can't do it, I'll probably know someone who can. So... Mm -hmm. I, I do want to talk about something that you touched on as well, um, colorism yes. in this business. So one of the things that <laughs> if you read up on the entertainment industry and actresses especially yes. that a lot of black well-known actresses joke about is how they see each other all the time because yep. they're all going for the same parts yep. because the opportunities for us are so limited. And then you add to that like I was talking to someone, they were like, oh, you know, curly, curly hair girls are in in commercials right now. But it's a certain type, right? It's natural hair is in, yes, but there are limits and, and, yes. and parameters around that. Um, yes. So when you talk about being a, a natural haired, yep. darker skinned sister mm -hmm. in this business, mm -hmm. how do you keep your confidence up when that is not necessarily seen as mainstream or always desirable? Um, I believe that I'm dope. Amen and if that. I feel like I'm dope, mm -hmm. I'm going to walk around like I'm dope and I'm going to convince you that I'm dope. Mm -hmm. I might not be what you're looking for at this moment, but you're going to remember me. So I just go in like, hey, I'm me. And when you're ready for me, you'll holler at me. Mm, I like that. Sounds like dating, too. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Colorism exists there as yes. well. We, we, can, we can go there. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times for me... Um, Again, I'm usually the token black girl. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Lapita and Alec Weck because mm -hmm. of those two women, when they're popular or when they're doing something, then, you know, agencies come and look wow. for me. And now with the whole boom of natural hair, usually when certain hair brands have a natural line, then my agency will remember, oh yeah, Kenya has natural hair. Mm -hmm. We'll use her. So it's just like, it's one of those things you got to kind of... Wait your turn. Yeah. But when you're in that room, you have to be memorable. Mm -hmm. So um, when I'm working on anything, I try to be as professional as possible, try to do my job, try to make other people's um, jobs around me easier so that when something comes up that I fit that description, they're going to be like, let's call Kenya. Right. 
you know? So, yeah. Because I, I feel like a lot of times with artists or performers, they're always like, I can sing. And they're always singing. <laughs> and then they're annoying. Nobody wants to be around annoying energy. Just relax. Just chill. Mm-hmm. Like, we all know you can sing. We know that you can dance. You don't have to pop block every time you come into a room. Like, just here's my business card. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. And relax. Right. So I think that kind of works for me as well. So, so... Speaking of relaxation, yes. When you so you got that you booked that tour, yeah. Were you resting on your laurels after that? Like, wow, I, I'm I've got some momentum going. Um, this is it. I'm this is my career. I don't ever need another job. Or were you like, okay, how do I keep this um, keep this up? It was more like, how do I keep this up? Because mm-hmm. after that tour is done, it's like, where's the next one? But right. then I got lucky. Um, I don't remember how I got the job, but I ended up right after I came off of tour with Alicia Keys, I booked a MTV pop-up tour. The VMAs were happening. Okay. And um, it just so happens that the the MC and the DJ, they missed their flight. So I'm just that day, just a regular brand ambassador. They take the mic and they're like, you're the host for the day. Mm. What? <laughs> Whose whose life is this? Mm -hmm. So I just, I didn't even think. I just kind of jumped into, okay, these kids are what, 13 through 16. What do they like to do? They like to dance. They like to, you know, show what they can do. Mm -hmm. So I picked who I thought was like the flyest kid. You kind of interviewed them and then kind of had them keep the crowd entertained. And then the next day when the um, DJ came in, he liked my energy and he allowed me to be his co-hostess. So now this was the bigger stage. Okay. So then, you know, I had these two things and I put it on my resume and I had a couple of photos and then other company, other marketing agencies were like, oh, she worked with um, Alicia Keys and MTV. Okay, we want her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the momentum kept going. But then at some point it kind of died down a little bit. So what happens mm. psychologically and emotionally when you've had that? So mm-hmm. to it's got to be empowering to to be in a job that's no longer serving you and Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to take my toys, I'm going home and I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then those doors flying open Mm -hmm. very shortly thereafter. That has to feel good. Like I made the right decision. Yes. You know, it's almost like, you know, a a big finger to to them. But then there's a lull. What is that? What's going on in your mind when Uh, that happens? I think... That's God, Mm -hmm. actually. And um, I remember speaking to another artist and I'm like, you know, what do you do during those moments? And that's when he told me, you need to create your own thing. Mm -hmm. So when mainstream media isn't booking you or whatever, you still have something that you're working on. So now when it's kind of slow, then I'm working on Buttered. And then I'm like, okay, how can I market this? Um, What do I need? Now I'm at the point where I'm trying to build a team because right now Buttered's team is just... Me, <laughs> CEO, I, I COO, everything. Yes, I package everything. I make it. I ship things out. I'm the spokesperson. I'm the janitor. I'm the shipper. <laughs> I'm customer service. I'm everything. But I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's in those moments. I when I start to feel sad about not booking anything, that's when I look back on pictures like, yeah, okay, she did that. Mm -hmm. She did that, too. It's a minute. God needs you to rest or work on buttered until the next thing happens. So it it is um, an emotional roller coaster, but I have to keep my energy up. Absolutely. And I keep it up by working on my products because eventually I want it to be just as big as everything else that's, you know, in these stores. Right. So let's talk more about Buttered by Kenya. When you were, you know, your friend said you need to have something, you need to make something. How did you come to this? 
So I had been making my own skincare products for over 10 years. It was just something that I did because I loved it. And I was always interested in, you know, fragrances. Like when I went to Bath and Body, I'd be like, oh, this is cool, but I'd want to alter it, you know, this way. Mm -hmm. So I just started reading ingredients and what they had there. And I saw shea butter was like the base of everything. Then I went to YouTube University. And I just looked up, you know, um, the benefits of um, coconut oil and different oils. And then I just started mixing a concoction. And then um, I would wear it, the, the first prototype, I would wear it in the street and people would stop me like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, oh, it's, you know, something I made. And they'd roll their eyes like, and I'd pull out like the little sample. Like, no, <laughs> no, really, this. I made Like, it. I made yeah. this. And they're like, oh my gosh. So, um, of course, as a freelancer, sometimes there's low periods. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, it was either Christmas or like my best friend's birthday. And I tried to figure out what fragrance she liked. I customized a buttered for her. Okay. And um, she went to work the next day and she's like, her coworkers would ask, what is that? And she's like, oh, this is my own personal body butter that <laughs> my friend made. Butter. Right. And then she came back to me and she's like, bitch, this is good. Like, no, seriously, you need to like get a logo and like you need to share this with the world. So I'm like, you love me. Like, stop. So another friend of mine, he has ultra sensitive skin. Mm -hmm. So I made him a fragrance and I just like a little sample and I gave it to him. He called me at six o'clock in the morning and was like, this it is good. (laughs) Like, I'm not breaking out. I feel good. I'm moisturized, blah, 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 blah. So when my birthday rolled around, my best friend got me my logo and he bought me my business cards and they're like, wow, figure it out. Those are good friends. Yeah. Because it's one thing to be like, we're going for bottomless mimosas, happy birthday. And it's a whole other thing to say, I'm investing in your brand and your business. Yes. Now go forth and prosper. Yes. And then I kind of sat on it for a while because I, no one in my family owned a business Mm -hmm. or did anything like this. And I, I didn't know, like literally I After I had my logo, I didn't know what to do. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, you know everything. No, I don't know everything. Like, and that was kind of scary. Like everyone's putting this pressure on me to just thrive. And I didn't know what to do. Then I um, randomly on Groupon, I saw something for like a soap making class. So I was like, I'd like to learn how to make soap. And I took the class and... The lady that I learned from, she's now my chemist. Wow. She had a line in Macy's and Sephora. Wow. And she teaches people how to create their own brands or what she she's amazing. She does everything. And then, you know, I told her my fears and she's like, oh, this is what you do. So then I, I had like a a mentor of how to do certain things. Mm -hmm. And then I felt a little bit more empowered and I'm still learning as I go. So now I just do pop-ups and eventually somebody out there will be like, we like this, we want to put this in our store, but I don't necessarily want to mass produce. Okay. So I'm still kind of like figuring out what space I want to be in. So one of the things that I find fascinating Mm -hmm. um, and I think would be useful for our listeners Mm -hmm. to hear more about is What you find often is that when people are living this entrepreneur, freelancer, creative life, Mm -hmm. because they don't know when the next check is coming, Mm -hmm. they're very tight with money Mm -hmm. often. And I get it, Mm -hmm. right? Not wanting to spend because they've got to stretch this until the next big thing. Mm -hmm. But you said, okay, I want to work on this business Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take this class. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put money over here. Mm -hmm. How do you have peace when the money's going out? Mm -hmm. 
and you're making in. and not coming in. You're making conscious decisions to invest over here. It's not even something that you necessarily have to do, mm-hmm. but you're choosing to invest and the money's not coming back in the same way that it's going out. Um, Again, faith. Mm-hmm. And I have to believe in my talent. And when money gets tighter, then I'm like, you need to go a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. You need to call your friend that's an actor and say, hey, can you post about Buttered? Or I just find some way to continue to promote my business. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting to the point where um, people on Amazon are people that I don't know. They they like my product. Like I remember last month I wore my T-shirt and a few young ladies stopped me and they were like, is this butter by Kenya? Wow. I use that or my boyfriend uses it and or such and such. And I heard about it, but I want to smell it. And I'm just like, <laughs> and then when I'm getting emotional, they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, that's that's me. That's my product. So it's I feel like those moments when the money isn't coming in, I need to talk about this a little bit more mm-hmm. or someone will order 10. And I'm like, wow. oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Live another day, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's, it's just you just have to keep pushing mm-hmm. and rely on your talents and gifts. And I'm not going to say, oh, I never have bad days because I'd be lying. There right. are times where I'm like, Lord. I might have to have ramen noodles tonight (laughs) (laughs) or go out on that date with that guy that I don't necessarily You didn't just say that. You did. Okay, first of all, because you know this has been all in social media, all in social media about women going out with men. Just to eat. I'm guilty. I've done it. Well, listen, we're all about candor on this show. So you kept it real. That's my truth. Living your truth, walking your truth. You know, a girl's got to do what she got to do. If he's like, let me feed you (laughs) and you don't have any food in your fridge. What you going to do? Be like, no, you ugly. Yeah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Just text your homegirl like, listen, in 10 minutes, you're going to have an emergency. Man, you might get some comments on this one, Kenya. I'm sorry. (laughs) But things are better now. Things are good. Things, okay. Things, that's that's what I did, you know. At, at another time and space, yes, right? another time and space. <laughs> another time and space. Fellas, make sure that she really likes you and she's into you. Because <laughs> if not, she just wants that meal. Gosh. <laughs> I can hear the feedback. I can hear it coming in. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> so you, you, you have mentioned that you're Caribbean. Yes. And those of us with Caribbean roots. Yes. Know that. Within that culture, we are yeah. about security, it, Ooh, especially, child. you know, huh. those who come here and built a life from nothing. It's mm-hmm. about work, 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 mm-hmm. save, 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 get your retirement straight, mm-hmm. you know, and have a nice life. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt drawn to a more conservative path since you've left, drawn back to say, all right, let me go get this pension or or what have you? Um, No, mm-hmm. no, because for me and I can't speak for anybody else, I'm speaking for Kenya. Working at a job that you hate is a slow suicide. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're creative enough and you hustle enough, you can be okay in New York City. Now, if you're in middle America, your situation might be different. But here in New York, you can get it. Mm -hmm. Now, when I quit my corporate job and told my mama. What did did mama have to say? She was not. She was like, are you crazy? And I'm like, no, I'm not crazy. I couldn't. 
I felt like I couldn't breathe there. I couldn't be my authentic self. And after I quit, I said a prayer to God. I said, Lord, please allow me to be in a space where I can be my authentic self. And working in marketing, I can be myself. I mean, yeah, there are some companies that still want, you know, the straight hair and the weaves or whatever, but it is what it is. I mean, we all do things every day Mm -hmm. at at some level Mm -hmm. where we do have to bend a little mm-hmm. to keep the bills paid. Mm-hmm. Whether it's straight hair or code oh, switching yeah. or what I mean, have you, we all have it. I mean, if yeah. I need to straighten my mm-hmm. hair, I'll straighten my mm-hmm. hair. But I mean, because that's a part of me too. Yeah. When my hair is straightened, I'm a different character. Mm-hmm. But I'm still being myself. I'm still representing for other chocolate girls. For example, when I um, was on tour with Alicia Keys, I wore my natural hair. Mm-hmm. And I inspired so many girls in the South because they were like, Oh, yeah, they're behind. Yeah. What you love to <laughs> yeah. do and you look like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, because I believe in me. You have to con- not I, I don't want to use the word convince, but if you're confident in yourself and you're like, I'm dope, then people are going to feel like that. Absolutely. I've, I've gotten, you know, I usually don't date dark skinned girls. Oh, God. Girls with, and then my response is usually and you won't because I don't date stupid guys. Mm hmm. So you have to be confident and secure in who you are as a person to, you know, go forth. Because no matter what you do, there's always going to be someone that doesn't like you or like how you do whatever. And I think people who are insulated in metropolitan areas Mm -hmm. don't realize how behind certain regions of the country are. Mm -hmm. And it always cracks me up when I talk to um, friends or relatives who live south of the Mason-Dixon, like South South Mm -hmm. in Florida and other places and how they talk about natural hair. Mm -hmm. She's got her hair, you know, sticking out all over her head. And it's like, actually, like, that's how everybody looks in New York. Like, what are you talking about? So funny, funny thing. I was in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Of course, my hair is out, nappy, whatever you want to call it. I love, I embrace, it's me, it's who I am. Mm -hmm. And this woman was sitting in front of me and she was like, yeah, talking about some, I think, I think I went to Essence Fest or something and one of the hostesses had you know, natural textured hair. She was like, yeah, look at how old nappy head and something, something. So, you know, I tapped her and I was like, she's expressing herself. If that's how she chooses to wear her hair, why do you care? Mm -hmm. And then she kind of like was taken aback that I actually said something like her hair is beautiful. She's not mixed. She's black. That's what her hair looks like. Mm -hmm. So that's that's not right. If you choose to straighten your hair, that's fine. But let her do what she wants to do. Right. It it, it there is a, a lag in, in some places, and also too, it's with the Lupitas of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it is changing, and that tide is turning. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. also what I've noticed too is there's this idea though. If you're going to, if your hair is going to be that texture and, mm-hmm. and you're going to be darker, mm-hmm. then you need to have an accent too. Like there needs to be some other exoticism that you see where it's like, well, did you grow up in the UK or are you yes. from, you know, the continent? You know, what yes. have you. It's, it's, I'm waiting for that tide where you can just be a sister from Brooklyn who, you know, doesn't have the British accent or didn't grow up in Mexico. You know, all those things as well and, and be that person just, and represent and stand in that space. It's, it's interesting because mm-hmm. I'm learning Spanish. So mm-hmm. sometimes I can speak a little bit of Spanish. And when I do that, then it's like, oh, you're not really black. Yes, <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm black. I just happen to be able to speak another language. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you can't, I, I don't try to change people's minds about me. I am just me. Yeah. 
that's that's all I can do. Be the change that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Be a good person. And yes, I am a good person, although I went out on a date <laughs> once. It was another time and space. That's, exactly. that's the story. And we're, we're sticking to it. We all evolve. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's it's like because being dark skinned and having natural hair is back in the day was seen as ugly. Mm-hmm. I am far from ugly. I remember one time I was on set and this girl was like, yeah, she black and something else. I said, yes, she's black, but you damn sure can't say that she ugly. Look at all of this fineness. And she just kind of looked like... <laughs> How dare and and then if you're dark skinned and you're confident, it's like how dare how dare you, you be confident, right? Why not? I'm five ten, mm-hmm. a size four to six, like. And at five ten, when you walk in a room, it's like hey, who is that? Yes, hey. you know what I mean. So it's it's like I can only be me, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna play small. I'm right. not a small person, and I tried that once when I was dating somebody to play. That was the worst two hours of my life. <laughs> A whole, a whole two, a whole, whole 120 two minutes. Just try to be the the me. Chow. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't authentically mm-hmm. me. It didn't feel right. So kudos to those people that can pretend to be something that they're not. Like I'm I'm comfortable at night knowing that I'm authentically right. me and I'm doing things my way. Some people might think you need to have a nine to five. No, I don't. No. Right. That's what works for me. And the interesting thing about my mom. She just bought Buttered maybe two months ago. How long has it been out? Uh, next month will be two years on Amazon. And she just, she just bought it. Bought it. How did that make you feel? Meaning that she took that long before she actually supported? Um, it made me feel like finally she believes in what I'm doing. She might not understand it, mm-hmm. but now she kind of supports it. And let's not even talk about when I went natural. Ooh. Because, and I had family members tell me, you're already dark. Ugh. You want your hair to be nappy too? And I said to my mom, I said, but you chose my dad. So if you wanted me to have straight hair, you would have gotten with somebody else. This is what you created. I like what you created. It's unfortunate that you don't feel that way. But I do. I like me. Wow. And that that is something that we don't talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. Meaning people being in situations where their own parents... Mm You have to fit in this box to be accepted. Mm -hmm. And within the community, the black community, there's this expectation that if you want to be pretty, okay, Mm -hmm. but your hair is not 3C or 4A, Mm -hmm. then you need to relax. And you should always have makeup on. You Mm -hmm. should do this and you should do that. And Mm -hmm. that's everything it takes that we just, we're the only people that can't just go out in the skin that we were born in with the hair that we were given Mm -hmm. and just be and be be accepted. But you know, the funny thing about that, when I um, went natural and Mm -hmm. I did the big chop, I thought, oh my God, no one's going to want to date me. Guys don't really like this type. But it was the opposite. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I did it, guys literally would stop me in the street and say, you need to tell other sisters. And I'm like, I'm not telling them anything. You date them. You tell them what you like. This is what I chose to do because I was ready and I was comfortable with it. But now that my hair is natural, I will say when your hair is natural, you do attract a different type of man. Mm -hmm. When my hair is long and I call it fantasy hair, (laughs) um, when my hair is long and I'm walking 
walking down the street, it's, oh my, you're gorgeous, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But with my hair natural, it's power to the people, <laughs> Erica Badu. And I'm like, I'm the same person. The Shea Butter Brigade is yeah, what I call it. Yeah. I, I just, you know, decide, I felt like I wanted to throw on, you know, straight hair today because that's how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. I was feeling extra, you know, prissy today. <laughs> like, you know, so it's, it's, it's crazy. So I'm, I, I actually, and that inspired me to write my own web series mm -hmm. based on um, my experiences working in entertainment and marketing, wow. being a chocolate girl. Like I've gone on set a couple times where people are supposed to be celebrity makeup artists, hairstylists, and don't know what to do with me. No, and the, the makeup is not right and you're looking ashen and all that other stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, because that was happening to me when I was modeling so often, I went and took makeup lessons to learn how to do my own makeup. I've been on set a couple times where, <laughs> what I, I, I call it, my makeup was casket sharp. <laughs> casket, I call it casket ready or pancake 31. Shout out yes. to little Richard. But anyway. So pretty much I looked like I would de was dead. So what I would do, I would go in the bathroom, wash that shit off and redo my makeup myself. And then usually the makeup artist would be like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> But you're the, the professional. Like mm -hmm. what? Another show that I was working on, uh, a Netflix show where the women were in jail. I'll give you that. Uh, oh, OK. OK. So <laughs> this particular episode, I was playing a hairdresser. And before I got to set, they're like, oh, you can't have um, you can't have like any um, no hair extensions, no um what you call the ponytail holders mm -hmm. or anything like that. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to do a Bantu knot out. For those of you that don't know, you twist your hair and you wrap it around your own hair and then you let it out. So I went on set, had it styled according to their requirements. And the hairstylist was like, oh no, your hair looks too pretty. Ma'am, <laughs> I'm a hairdresser in jail. <laughs> like, r really? So me being the person that I am, she undo, undo my hairdo. Gives me a effed up do. Okay, but I'm I'm also thinking about this, right? And the the main character who works in the hair salon, I've seen mm -hmm. the show, mm -hmm. is not looking jacked up. Mm -hmm. So why did you have to? So okay. while I'm sitting in the chair, I'm watching her do my hair, and she's like, "Do you like it?" I said, "No." She didn't expect that response, mm -hmm. and she was just like, "Oh, well, you know, you're in jail. <laughs> you're in jail." But also, I'm okay, I'm not going to dissect this too much, but people in jail, women in jail are very resourceful. And if you're supposed to be the hairstylist that in the hair point. salon, then you should reflect a hairstylist in a hair salon. Although it is in jail, there's a certain way that they're able to perform with the resources that they have. So a Bantu knot out <clears throat> doesn't require much. It's your own hair wrapped around itself. So I don't understand the concept of you're in jail, so it looks too pretty. I Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I'm done with this conversation. And I just looked a hot mess <laughs> on camera. But, but the check cleared. The check absolutely <laughs> cleared. And that that little scene um, ended up on the editing floor, mm -hmm. which was fine. As long as that check clears. You're good. You're good money. I'm good. How often does that happen? A that lot. you do work a lot and... It never sees the light of day. A lot. And that's fine. That's why I don't make announcements mm -hmm. about what show I'm going to be on, because I don't know if it's going to make right. it on the editing floor or not. Have you ever been a part of a pilot? No. Because that's the other thing that just when people are on these pilots mm -hmm. and you do all this work mm -hmm. and the show never even gets picked mm -hmm. up. 
She's like, yeah, no, we're, we're not yeah, going with that. That's why I don't I don't make announcements. Mm-hmm. For me, if I do something and it does see the light of day, usually my friends will call me or text me and say, hey, I just saw you on. And I'm like, OK, cool. Mm-hmm. Then I'll try to like look it up. Other than that, I do the work when that check clears on to the next. Yeah. Thing. And you have been one of the voices on Grand Theft Auto as well, yes. right? So yes. how did you how did you get into that voiceover world? OK, for video games? so, you know, I'm always promoting myself. <laughs> Really? You are? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, One of my friends worked at Rockstar Games Mm -hmm. and I was joking with him, like, I have a great voice. You should put me on that game. And he was like, cool. And he did it. So when he called me, I thought it was an audition. No, I had already gotten the role. Wow. So when I got it and I saw my lines, it was a whole bunch of cursing. I'm like, hold on. (laughs) Wait a minute. You're going to give me a check to sit here and curse? Let's do it. I knocked it all out in one take. Wow. The person couldn't believe that that was my first time ever doing a voiceover and knocking out everything in one take. I was just so excited. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's do it. And here's here's what's great about your story and a lot of the, the, the stories that you've shared. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that when you have representation and other people are getting this work for you, mm-hmm. you have to split your money. Mm-hmm. You've got to split the coffers. Mm-hmm. So not only are you going out there getting opportunities for yourself, you're keeping Keeping that money at home. Absolutely. Which is another bonus. Yes. Which is amazing because I I was of the opinion that it's really hard to get reputable work without a book, you know, a a booking agent who's going out there knocking on doors for you. We are in New York City Mm -hmm. and there are events that are happening. And again, what do you need done? If I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out or Mm -hmm. I'm going to get somebody to teach me to do whatever. And I've being an entrepreneur and a freelancer, I am now in a space where I'm not afraid to ask for what I want. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are afraid to do so. So I'll say, hey, I'd love to be one of the voices on your game. I did that and he made it happen. Wow. Oh, you're a director? Oh, what? Is it porn? No, I don't do porn. (laughs) Just making sure it's not porn. You know, you have to ask certain questions, but oh, really? You do that? I would love to be a part of that. Or sometimes people will hit me up like, hey, do you know how to? No, but I can try. Mm Mm-hmm. Or my friend does such and such. I can't do it, but they can. And then my friend would be like, oh, you got me this? Well, then you can assist with whatever. It's all about networking and and asking for what you want, but not in a braggadocious or annoying way. I would just say, don't be annoying. Sure. It's a fine line. It's a fine line between being aggressive and really persistent without crossing the annoyance line. And it's something that you can learn over time. But I think part of the the problem that a lot of us have Mm -hmm. is not wanting to be seen as arrogant or always tooting our own horns or Mm -hmm. being afraid to say out loud what it is that we want or need and keeping it close to the vest. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a problem that is specific to people of color. You know, it's always like, well, don't tell everybody what you're doing, you know? I... I don't go around bragging mm-hmm. about um, what I do. My work speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. I let the work speak for myself or if I need to, if I'm in an audition or in a certain space and they'll ask, well, what have you done? What haven't I done? Mm-hmm. I've worked with brands such as Louis Vuitton, Mercedes Benz, Jeep, Kia. Like, what do you need done? How, how can I help you? Help me to help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So just... You know, be confident in your skill set and let your work speak for itself because there's a lot of people who don't do much, but they're bragging. Oh, they're they're all over the IG and everything yeah. else. Yes. And and that's like 
girl. Mm-hmm. Really? I had to kind of shut somebody down one time. Like, oh, what have you done? Oh, I've appeared in Essence. I had a spread in Essence. I had a billboard in Nigeria. That's what I've done. Mm-hmm. I'm not always. And, and then some of my friends, they kind of get on me too. Like, you don't always talk about what you're doing. Because for me, it's work. And I've, I feel like it's a blessing to sure. be able to do these things and be in that space. So I'm always like, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. I give him the glory. I don't tell you know, everybody else. If someone happens to see something or my friends will usually brag for me. Of they'll, course. they'll speak about, oh, she's done, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, then people will know. Mm-hmm. So tell me about a specific time when you had to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Oof. Being a Black woman and having confidence is one of those things, I think, that makes us resilient. Mm -hmm. When you're constantly being told you're not good enough, you're too tall, you're too short, you're too dark, you're too this, and, and just being able to say, no, I am enough, and this is who I am. Take it or leave it. I like that. So let's make sure people are clear on what this buttered by Kenyan line, like what all you have to offer. Because yes. you mentioned the custom scents that you've done, yep. but you have some ready, ready-made scents out there. Yes. You, these are made to order, I presume, right? Yes. But there are scents that people can go in and, and select on Amazon, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have Beautiful, which is mild, because not everyone likes an overpowering mm-hmm. scent. Um I have Coco Mango. Coco Mango has been like the favorite because that's like a everyday. It's not so necessarily so perfumey. Mm-hmm. Late night for those oh, late nights <laughs> are for him when it's, you know, when he's wearing that, then it's time for sexy time. <laughs> um, then I also have Pink Lollipop, which um, if you have a little girl, she can wear that too. Mm-hmm. You would absolutely smell like candy. Okay. And then coming soon is an edible body butter mm. that doubles as a lube. And I sat with my chemist on that. Having a conversation with someone, they made a, jo- a joke like, you should have an edible body butter. And I was like, I should. I sat with my chemist and she's like, whatever you can think of, we can create. So that's coming soon. I also have a lip balm okay. as well. And everything that I make is all natural. Love it. Love it. So people can find your products on Amazon. On Amazon, type in Buttered by Kenya, B-U-T-T-E-R-E-D by Kenya, and it will pop up. I'm also on IG at Buttered by Kenya Mm -hmm. and on Facebook at Buttered by Kenya. I love your personality because you're just so, this is me, take it or leave it. And I love that level of authenticity. Thank you. But when you're you're your authentic self, Mm -hmm. that, that empowers other people to be themselves. Right. Like I have some friends that are quirky. And I love them because that's who they are organically. It's not forced. The pretentious stuff immediately turned off. Like mm-hmm. I, You don't I, strike me as giving the time of day talk. to people who are pretentious. Absolutely <laughs> not. And my friends will tell you, like someone will be talking to me and I'm like, oh, I'm off this and I won't wear <laughs> I can't I can't deal with that. But if you're if you're naturally like confident mm-hmm. or funny or cool, if that's you, I'm with it. But if you're pretending to be something that you're not girl, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> nobody has time for that. And you encounter it a lot in the entertainment business. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. Yes, it's the worst. Absolutely. So I have a publicist mm-hmm. who's also one of my great friends. I let him do the talking when we go to most um, industry events because I'm usually like in a corner just like observing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I see my friends, I'm like, hey, what's you know going on? Yes. And even certain people, when they when you become visible or you have a project mm-hmm. that's out, that's when it's like, hey, we should hang. Oh, God, that drives me crazy. Why? Why? That drives me insane. Why? 
last month when I was eating ramen noodles, you weren't hitting me up to hang. Like, why? Like, nah. Mm -hmm. Did you purchase butter? Have you even... (laughs) Oh, but we should hang. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sit and wait for that invitation. It's coming. Coming soon. (laughs) Well, speaking of coming soon, I feel like I need to look out now to see what I see you in because you're not going to publicize it. So now I just need to keep my eyes peeled. You know, hey, Kenya. See what you got going on. Me on IG. Hey, Kenya. Hey, Kenya. Hey. We'll see what's what's popping up because I feel like you're just getting started. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, um, if I get this particular um, role that I'm auditioning for, that would be huge. Okay. So I will always say it's coming. I don't know when my time is coming. It'll happen when it happens. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's I'm enjoying the journey and the process. I can tell you're enjoying the journey, which is good because so many people are just waiting to arrive and like they want to get to the next level. When when is my shot coming? Mm -hmm. But to really enjoy and live life to the fullest Mm -hmm. when things are still a bit up and down is is a skill that not a lot of people have. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's just but then that inspires other things. So mm-hmm. if I didn't go through those experiences on set where they have my hair looking crazy, right. my makeup looking stupid, then I would not have been inspired to create my own web series. Mm-hmm. Talk touching on these things. So I'm still writing it. I've, I've written three episodes already. Okay. I'm not a writer, but I do have a story to tell. So I'm, I, I think I have a way of finding humor in traumatic experiences mm-hmm. in my life. And I'm able to help other people through things that they're going through by making them laugh or smile or say, well, if she could go through that and be smiling, then this isn't so bad. Or, yes, you're hurting right now and it's Mm -hmm. okay to hurt, but eventually we have to move past that. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I won't hold you to it, but target release date for this web series in a perfect world. Oh, my gosh. When would it come um, out? I've written three episodes already. So if you're putting me on the spot, then it's all out to you guys. And then you can email me and be like, what's up? (laughs) Um, I would say about... Maybe in a year. Okay, that's six, fair. Six, six months to a year. Six months to a year. I think that's doable. Okay. I think that's doable. We're all about accountability on yeah. this show. Listen, you <laughs> can hit me up on Hey Kenya and be like, what's up with your web series? Because I have a couple of friends mm-hmm. that hit me up randomly like, so what's, what's Where up? Where are you at with this show? Like, <laughs> Then I'm like, okay, well, I just wrote three episodes. Um, I would like to shoot X, Y, and Z. There's still a few little things that I'm still working out. Mm-hmm. But I have um, a friend that's a filmmaker. Okay. And I plan to sit with him soon. And he can kind of help me through my little rough patches. And then maybe within the six months, we can have maybe one episode out. Well, let me just get the cameo somewhere in the first season. That's all I'm asking yes, for. Honey. Because it's not really widely known, but I have some acting chops. Okay. So I'm just saying, I just want my, my cameo. Particularly but, dark humor episode. I'm really into that. Okay, but see, I like how you just <laughs> plug yourself. You ask for what you want. I'm rubbing off on you already. Listen, you are. You are. Because that is not necessarily my strong suit, but I'm going to take and glean yes. from this episode. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we can do that. So yeah. Ask for what my takeaway is ask for what what you want. Don't be afraid, but then don't be annoying. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
You need a pointer. You need you need a pointer. You got to walk back and forth. Yes. You know. Absolutely. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, But yeah, I yeah. do plan on getting a TED Talk one day, though. I'm, I'm not hating on Let's TED Talks. Put it into the universe. Yes. Anything that you want, it can happen. Absolutely. It can happen. And look at Brene Brown just blew up off a of TED Talk. It's, yeah. You know, it's possible. Hit them up and be like, hey, this is what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. What's up? You What's need up? me. I'm, I'm going to start using your lines for sure. Hey, Kenya, <laughs> hit me up if you have any questions or whatever. You need a little bit of motivation, a kick in the ass. Hit me up. You're here for it. I'm here for it. This was a great end to a shoot day. I'm glad. I'm glad you were in the final final slot. Thank you. I mean, if you want me to come back, I'm willing to. Oh, yeah. We all, I'm telling you, we, we invite strong guests back. We do that. Let's see how I ask for what I want. Exactly. And then when you have the big thing that's coming, you got to yes. come give us the exclusive. You know, that's, that's what you got to do. I can't promise that because it's not my project. Yes. But it doesn't have to be this one. It doesn't have to be this one. There will be many big things. Oh, oh. I never said this one. Yes. One of the big things. When you've got the big thing and you're at liberty yes. to to drop the exclusive. I'm just saying, hit up December 26th. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be this one. We're patient. Okay. You know, opportunities, okay. they come, many of them. We're, we're speaking abundance here, yeah, okay? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Speak what you want mm-hmm. into existence. Yes. Big things are coming for Kenya. I can see that for sure. Thank you. Big things are here already. Thank you. So listen, keep us posted on everything that's going on. That web series, we will be asking about it in, yes. in the next six months or so. So yes. stay the course. Um, I'm also in another, I can I can mention this okay. one. I'm, I play a waitress in another web series called Interference. Okay. I shoot that in um, August. I don't know when that will be released. But yes, my character's name is Cynthia and I'm a waitress. And do you know what platforms those are? That's going to be on yet? I don't know. Okay. Just yet. All right. So interference. Interference. Cynthia the waitress. Yes. Cynthia the waitress. I feel like you're going to bring be bringing all the smoke as you the waitress. Know. So. No. <laughs> I had rehearsal last week and they were kind of like pushing me. I mm-hmm. was like, oh, so y'all want me to? This is just rehearsal. When we really <laughs> film, I can't give you everything now. <laughs> I got to hold a little bit of sauce for myself. But yeah, like life is meant to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And no matter what your background is or what you went through, because I went through some things, honey. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just keep pushing. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Or if what you want isn't out there, create it. Yeah. I created Butter by Kenya. And I didn't mention one of the reasons why I created that is because when I started, there weren't many dark-skinned girls with natural hair on mm-hmm. products. True. So I created another label with my natural hair, my skin tone on, on my container. Wow. Create it. There's a whole big world out there. We have, you know, IG and Facebook mm-hmm. to promote the things that we love. And, you know, put out a good product. People will come. Well, I'll be purchasing for sure. You, you don't you, need to purchase because I have a buttered for you. Oh, look at you. Come <laughs> with the freebies. We love swag around yes, here. We love yes. swag. Well, listen, support Black businesses to our listeners. Please go check out Kenya's products. Follow her. Follow what she's doing. Um, we're a firm believer on this show that we are building relationships and building bonds with people that we 
think are making and we know are making great strides, but also have a whole lot of life left to live and are going to do amazing things. And we're just happy to be a part of that journey and and feature you and your story. So listen to the 26ers out there. Kenya's got the vibe. She's got the personality, the temperament, the things that we promote on this show. And that is maximizing potential every single day, no matter what is going on. And as she has mentioned, don't be afraid to ask for what you want put your talents out there. So check her out online, check out her products. And as always, Hey Kenya and Buttered by Kenya, follow her on social media and remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26er podcast. I am your host, Delisha. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26er. That's December 26ER.